Hey hotties, are you looking to grow your business and get real-time support from fellow designers? Become a loyal hottie by joining our Patreon community. Your subscription to our loyal hottie tier on Patreon gives you exclusive episodes like process parties, live workshops, and our unedited and unfiltered conversations for just $10 per month. Your support means the world to us and helps us continue to create the content you love. Plus, by joining our Patreon, you'll become a part of our inner circle and have the opportunity to connect with us on a more personal level. So learn more and subscribe at patreon.com slash HYDC. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club, club. What's up, Rebecca? Um, it's another Friday and we're here. It's springtime. Oh yeah. The lovebirds are in the air. Literally my love, my doves. Your little dove lovebirds. They're back at it again. Yeah. They come and roost in. Is it roosting? I think they roost. Nesting? What makes roosting different than nesting? This is important information. (laughs) (laughs) Roosting, settling or congregating for rest or sleep. Oh, and I guess nesting would imply like actually laying eggs. Okay. All right. They do both. This is the hard hitting news the hotties are here for. Yeah. It's really cute. There's some sort of partnership and they like take turns. I guess. Yeah. They take turns. Sometimes they're up there together on my little outdoor light fixture. It's really an ideal. Making it kind of dirty. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's powder coated. It can can be clean. It's just the light. (laughs) But for them, but for them, it's the maternity ward. It's yeah. It's the maternity wing. Okay. (laughs) This is what everyone's here for. I'm done with my bird puns for the day so what else okay what else is new uh i am headlong in well maybe i'll start with the we thought we were gonna go on a vacation and then the timelines weren't working out and then the places we wanted to go weren't it it wasn't coming together it was like when Sean wanted to go wasn't gonna line up when it was good for me and then now i don't know when we're going i i don't know so we are in need of that. We definitely need a reset. I don't know when that's going to happen, but we're going to figure it out. In the meantime, on the business side, I'm rebranding right now or in the process of rebranding. Like we're still in design phases. So you had your first kind of discovery call? I had that. Not discovery, I guess. This was design kickoff. Yeah, this was like the let's review the mood board. Let's talk about, I mean, I think it's kind of fun to do. I'm working with um, Quixotic Design Company and they're local to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I kind of like seeing the parallels to our own design process 
as interior designers because there's like the discovery call proposals, the whole like, okay, now you're now you've got to do some homework and send all these questionnaires and things to us in advance. And then we're gonna come back with sort of a general idea and we're gonna nitpick all sorts of things. Like the call we did yesterday was kind of okay, why did you put this logo? from our mood board in your favorites? Was it the illustration or was it the font or was it the color? Was it a combination of all of those? And I love that sort of dissection mm-hmm. because you would think that I would have done that in real time when I was like pulling what I was most attracted to, but it, I was trying to like let the design process unfold instead of overthinking it, which is very hard to do. Well, right. And Um, I think the relatable thing for our interior design clients is people don't often have the language that translates into whatever medium. I happen to have both languages. I'm bilingual with graphic and interior design. (laughs) But um, no, it's sometimes what's like we've talked about this I think before like Mm -hmm. when someone says the word modern that doesn't mean the same thing to different people yeah you have to really like translate it is a language yeah there and and then I'm saying things like this this font felt playful and then we're then you compare it to another one and then you know you go does this one feel that way to you and it and then I'm like no that one bugs me because and it's like Mm-hmm. It's a very nuanced game, um, which is why I'm also trying to just let them let them do what they need to do instead of me focusing on on getting in the process because I would want clients to do the same for me. Like, give us the parameters and give us the feedback. Stop focusing on the exact orientation of a font or the exact size of a logo. Like, let us bring you a good idea and then we can refine it together. Yeah. Like I would always tell people to, instead of giving me very specific feedback, this translates to both industries. Like, don't tell me to make the logo bigger. Tell (laughs) me that it needs to stand out more or make it pop. Um, Or like it's feeling too chaotic. Can we simplify this sometime somehow instead of like giving ideas on how to execute that? 100%. Then you're creating like, it's like that a horse designed by a committee is a camel or whatever. What? (laughs) You ever heard that phrase? A what? A camel is a horse designed by committee. Okay. (laughs) They make the legs longer, put some. Shouldn't it have a stronger back? (laughs) What if it could hold water? (laughs) Exactly. shouldn't it have more fur Um, so yeah instead of trying to be super instructive like you didn't like the level of designer that Meredith is like you don't need to do that like she'll figure it out awesome yeah I'm with you so it's fun also like hard to come to terms with like where do I want where am I trying to aim to be because I do feel like I rushed through the process really early when I created my business and it was like well it's just a logo because I don't have any work yet and it's just like nothing was really 
carrying through. Um, I feel like you beat yourself up about that. Cause I, I, I really do feel like it doesn't represent where well, I want to be. That's fine. But like the flip of it is I did the same thing when I started, but I didn't allow myself to get too entrenched in it. Mm-hmm. I made it just like a placeholder in a way just to move forward because the logo isn't going to make the business at the beginning stage. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. But let it so like having not spent a lot of time in it well so I guess like what if you had invested in this before you'd even started your business it could have not even been it might still not still yeah 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 probably no, wouldn't have that perspective I hadn't thought about before so thank you because where I was four years ago and where I am now is still there's still very different places and whatever could have been done better then still might not it would have changed it might not align anyway and you would have invested in it and felt like more beholden to not changing it so oh yeah I'm definitely the in in line with you with the this could be better thoughts like but at some point I just had to stop and I think that's what stopped me from doing this at any different point was things were so busy and the last couple of years have been crazy. So it like distracted me from it more. And it was like, well, let's just keep swimming. Like, let's just keep. And it wasn't keep things hurting. Moving. I don't think it was hurting anything. It's just, it was No, fine. I was obviously getting business. I just, I think I'm moving from the, I don't think I'm in the puberty phase of my bit. I don't know how it works like design years wise. Like, I don't think you really know until you look back at your business, but I'm definitely not in the infancy anymore, but I, I don't know you're if I'm like in that. still in your early twenties and single, but you're looking to settle down. Like <laughs> the club life is like getting tired. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I'm not going, uh, my business isn't going out and partying every Thursday through Sunday anymore. Yeah. Like, we're really just limiting it to like a fun Friday and maybe a cool Saturday every once in a while. Yeah, if you could lock into something permanent, you would be good with it. <laughs> if it ha- if it fits. It's the <laughs> right. So my process. business is but so that took us past the puberty phase pretty quick cuz now we're in the like mid-20s. Yeah, mid we're in 20s. the like mid to late 20s phase of a business life where you're like, mm, let's let's calm down." I mean, like, I think I'm still beer bonging at a college frat party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you're, you're not walking, you're not waking up in some stranger's some stranger's <laughs> house and your friends like we brought you here because you were a mess like oh <laughs> now we're sometimes that's how life feels I know I think I'll graduate soon <laughs> <laughs> come on Chico State business exactly <laughs> oh man um, yeah speaking this is why we do the rebrand though <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She's ready. Um, <laughs> speaking of vague haze, mm-hmm. I um, I decided to take a mother-daughter trip after yeah. we get back from High Point, which is, I think this will be airing right about now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cecil- Cecily, so she's seven and a half now, and she's been really wanting to do like a mother-daughter adventure which is really cute and like I love that she wants to do that obviously 
and I've been kind of putting it off, but I find I'm like, okay, spring break, I got to do something with her. Yeah. Anyway. So why not like enjoy it with her? So we're going to Cambria, which is the central coast of California. It's so beautiful. And I booked this amazing hotel that it just got a redesign and it's, I can't wait. It definitely (laughs) went design first with our plans (laughs) well we've been through this before you want to stay where you where it feels at least as good as your home or better exactly like I'd literally rather stay home Mm -hmm. so that'll be fun and I'm really hoping this is kind of a gamble but I wanted to do something with her that we can start to like have overlapping interests um like Terry my husband takes her to amusement parks and he he likes that whole like tourist stuff in a way like I I just don't and not that my plan is not I mean it's very touristy still but anyway like I want to go this is fun for kids too like touristy stuff is fun for kids because they haven't done anything before like right so she really is kind of into design she knows like she knows what I do and she's in she loves or she talks to me about room design and stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that Hearst Castle is open again it's been closed I love that place it's so cool it's so cool I think she'd really enjoy it and I think it'll be fun to like explore it with her and have conversations about what different things are so Mm -hmm. anyway the, the road like Rick got rained out a couple months ago so fingers crossed otherwise we'll just chill yeah um be sure to share on insta of course because if you don't put it on instagram did it it didn't really happen yeah no you didn't go on vacation if it wasn't on instagram (laughs) um that's it i just ordered some new suitcases so i am ready i mean let's put our let's like just like fully commit to the vision of we're we're not pretending that's not a pandemic still it's just have shots we'll travel <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay okay what are we doing today oh man you know it's a it's a perennial favorite just stop a real crowd pleaser number two okay. fan favorite I don't even know if it's worth naming the sequels anymore. Like, (laughs) just stop versus King Kong. (laughs) It's like Halloween two thousand. It's like, is it just stop twenty twenty two? The re up the sequel. (laughs) We already do the reckoning. I don't know. (laughs) We will just in typical fashion. We will at the ninth hour. Think of a stupid name that will yeah, call this. If you're listening to this, you already know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're never so, gonna, we're, we can't just stop that just stops. We just don't just, know how to quit. <laughs> we don't. We don't have any cocktails with us this time, which usually makes them a little juicier, but. I mean, I'm pretty loose lipped when it comes to these. So <laughs> you, I think it's helpful you for you a lot than it is for me because I will. I will 
leave a bitch on red. Like <laughs> you've got something to say. <laughs> we have some fun ones. I think we've talked about this before, but there's always new trends in this vein. Stupid DIY stuff. <laughs> I I get that it makes sense to DIY things. I personally have DIY stuff in my home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's a time and a place and a budget that you know you got to just make it work and improve what you can in what ways that you can yeah but I saw something I shared it with you at the time it's <laughs> things that don't operate and it's just to try to get the look but it doesn't even have any function just so stupid. Like I saw this one where it was like a utility garage hook that you like hang a bike on. Uh-huh. Spray painted gold, turned upside down, and then some sort of like PVC pipe glued to the front of the hook. Uh-huh. And then they hung that over a picture art and called it a picture light. Like a But it's not a light. light. There's no like light in no. it. No. It's just like a pipe on a it's just metal a pieces on, on a wall. wall. Like the the fuck? Like I thought it was and then I had that moment of like, oh wait, is it April 1st? Nope. Like, is this satire? Was I you said I think you said this has to be satire. And I was like, what the hell are we watching? Like the level of the DIYs. I think reels reels have made this worse. Oh, it's it's it, to me, what that that you just described is the same as the stupid people making oh, nachos on their countertops. <gasps> Ew, God, that was gross. Those people, it's this. It's to me, it is the same level of like just. It's, I thought you were gonna say dirt pot. No, but I mean, at least that's like a real thing, a, a thing. But no one's eating nachos off their marble countertops that you like scooped around with your hand like this isn't Ew. cold stone like we're not making it this isn't cold stone creamery people like I I, that's the there's... level of the diy is so sick sometimes it's gross like and like we have pans like that's there's not even a need for the, like, the nacho <laughs> hack like and we have even... foil even like <laughs> but the home diy stuff is getting just to a level gotta be careful it's just like i i'm all for people feeling empowered to like do work themselves like truly you can paint your house truly you can hang the shelves yourself there's a lot of things you can do you don't need a handyman you don't need a contractor with the right tools and tutorials and guidance you can do the right stuff but some of this stuff is just like it's content for content's sake and it, right. it really is a bad it's a really bad place to be like it's yeah, junk like, you're buying junk to make junk to replace it with real stuff it's wasteful too like yeah it's i mean i follow like i have a few internet friends that they're out there like actually making shit like real mm-hmm, carpentry mm-hmm. And they're taking the time, they have the skills, they're engineering stuff. That's not what I'm talking, like, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. It's all you want to do is spray paint and put a hole in the wall. Like, no, you gotta really, and like in that case, like a picture light, like you can get a cheap 
knock off on Amazon for 20 bucks. Like what if that actually works? Yeah. Like that, I guess what bugs me too with that is just like, I'm always thinking about like, where did my time go? And like, what, what natural resources got used? Like that bitch had to go to the hardware store and buy several things. And like that had to take multiple trips. That wasn't all just like, look at these parts I have in my tool shed. No, that was like planned out. And it's just so wasteful. There's no, it's a fake non-functioning picture light that hangs on a, what, come on. Just stop. Just stop. Think of, think of the CO2 emissions. I don't know. Think of the birds. Think of the, think of the birds. <laughs> okay. So that's like a just stop. Like, I, I don't know. People need to ask themselves, is it functional? Can I just buy this? <laughs> I like to, I'm all for being scrappy, but... Yeah. But the, to this degree is just half of the DIY things are just trash. Scrappy or is it crappy? This one was definitely crappy. Um, and I don't want to be that bougie designer, but yeah, got to move. Got to just stop moving on from that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like we talk about this a lot, but it's, it's this idea, and I feel like this isn't so much for design. Obviously, this is not for designers. I think it's more about to consumers about thinking that your budget is means that that's what something should cost. Right. Like, oh, I have uh, $2,000 for a sofa. So that means like that's what a quality sofa should cost. And that's just a lie. Like, <laughs> well, and it's Veruca Salt syndrome. Like, I want I it. I want it. Well, yeah. yeah, I want a lot of things and I want them to be handed over to me, but that's not the reality. That's just not how the world works. Yeah. I mean, I think we've both had clients that have tried to make, say, I want this spend and yeah. this quality. Yes. And they're just not, there's no Venn diagram. Like the, there's no overlap. Are floating in space independently. Yeah. There's no, there is no like, well, if we come down from this and come up on this, then we'll meet somewhere. Like some of these numbers, uh, and I, and that's part of where, like, thinking back to like branding and messaging and what we put out there is kind of important is like, I have gotten more and more to a point where I don't mind telling people that stuff anymore. I'm just like, yeah, that's not going to, I'm not going to be able to do that for you. I can't, I I can't make you happy with that number. And it's also the, um, I'm not going to do that for you because sure. Like going back to like crappy DIY stuff, you could spend five months waiting for a sale, scouring the internet, going to every Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. outlet store, and you could probably make that budget work. And some people do that. Like I personally have done that, but that's not what you hire a designer for. So that's where it doesn't make sense. So we've been talking about working on our good, better, best guides. And we Mm -hmm. finally just decided to break it out into like, this is a column for DIY level stuff and 
that's fine if you're a potential client that's in that, but we're not, we don't purchase from that column. Yeah, we don't do that. And I'm, and is that hard? A little bit, but also it's so much messier and sloppier. And like, it literally takes like more design time to make those super budget items work. Yeah. So and find them. Oh yeah. When you're like, well, I'm going to thrift, I'm going to go thrifting for this bench. And you're like, "Mm, okay, I'll see you in a year and a half. Like it, or you could find it magically. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't think that there's this, like, there's no happy place for people sometimes where it's like, I I hear what you're saying. You only want to spend, you know, $45,000. And to you, that sounds like a shit ton of money. Well, but it is a lot of money, but it's but not it's going to not going to get you very far, right? And like when you're doing construction or replacing windows <laughs> or furnishing a like it. In my head, it's not weird to think about forty five grand just going on furnishings in a living room. Like that could you could get there. Not it wouldn't take too long. No. Like it's nice. It's gonna be a nice living room. I'm not talking about entry level, but. Just because your budget is that number doesn't mean you can get everything you want in that number. Right. With a design. Unless they're all DIY picture lights. (laughs) They're all actually just spray painted hooks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I think, yeah. And and that's also on us. And that's what we work on behind the scenes. Is yeah, like being really clear, like where's our line in our business sand of where what makes sense. Yeah. And communicating that stuff early so that there's no like misunderstandings and hurt feelings. But like if I say this room needs to cost forty thousand dollars and they come back and say, Oh, I actually only want to spend twenty, okay, well, that's not the same room anymore. And I'm probably not the person to work on it. Yeah. And I know that there are designers who are working at those beginning levels and they're willing to work with clients who want to do things via retail. And yeah, we've all got to, we've got to start from somewhere. Um, For, for me, it's really just coming down to like, I know these projects are going to be more work if we're not on the same line. Like it's, it's going to be painful for everybody and the results aren't going to be as good I think yeah. we've also stressed about this a little bit when we were at Vegas market where I was looking at furniture pieces and saying that's not a three thousand dollar chair and then you you're like in my ear saying I think we need to reassess what the new number is and I I feel like in that same sense our customer base or consumers in general have to hear that too of like the last two years have been a mess. Inflation is here. Shipping is here. All these new costs. That's the new number. It's a big learning curve. I mean, and that's something I've said a lot is most people have not, if you, if a client comes to us today, they most likely have not done any renovation or decorating in the past two to five years. So the last yeah. time they bought a piece of furniture five plus years ago, it's a completely different. It was at least, I feel like it was at least 15% cheaper. Don't you think? At least. 
five mm-hmm. years ago it's almost i think it's like more 30 yeah like 15 just eats up all the surcharges and extra things we've seen in the last two yeah. years so mm-hmm. then you add on the previous three years before that of like booming economy and you know tariffs tariffs increase prices remember that like tariffs yeah, increase we like the prices on top of us five percent oh what the world had in store for us like nope it's gonna be 20 percent, and you may not ever see it but do i want to say that coming from like does it apply the same way to things like how gas is you know five dollars plus a gallon for us in california um everybody who's elsewhere in the country gird your loins like pick yourself back up from that number i just shared because yeah like we've seen numbers in the sixes and sevens, even in California recently per gallon. So do I think that's a forever number? No. In furniture, accessories, construction costs, I don't, I don't see those going down. I, there's no incentive whatsoever for any vendor or anyone to lower their prices at this point, because why? There's so much business. I mean, I really don't know what to expect, but it's definitely been like a whiplash moment for all of us. Um, and so there's just a lot of education we all have to do. Yeah. And again, that's why it's really important to go to markets, I feel like, and just really get a feel. Cause when you're at market too, like it really helps you understand pricing a lot better quickly yeah. overall across manufacturers. So a hundred. A hundred. Kind of along those lines-ish. Oh, maybe not. But I'm kind of tired of people worrying about resale with every decision they make in their homes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I mean, it's a question I always ask, especially in um, consultations when they're like debating a choice. I'm like, well, what's your time frame here? Is this your forever home? Is it likely a five to tenner? Um, if you are trying to move in the next year or two, like, okay, maybe your decisions are different, but sure. I think at this point we all know <laughs> like anything can happen or not happen. And so, people are buying the ugliest houses. So if you had even just like a moderately attractive house done, like people are buying the crappiest ones, well, not just the, the best thing ones. to buy. Yeah. I had, I asked this question on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, cause I was talking about color and asking just why people who like color, but don't use it. Mm-hmm. Why? And a lot of them said because of resale, they don't want to paint again in a couple of years. And I, I argued back that if it's done well, it's a selling point. Like my whoever would if my house went up for sale next year whoever bought it most likely would like the finished choices not all of them but a lot of them otherwise it definitely makes it buying it more attractive to the person who loves it and then I had a few other commenters back say yes I uh, that actually is what we did we bought a house that was really interesting had really interesting paint schemes and it made us braver because we probably wouldn't have done it otherwise like their tolerance level had already increased because of how they got the house Well, somebody else already made the bold decision to do that and you knew that it could work it was working or if you're sitting here in a white house and you're scared to start that stuff is always the hardest so 
Yeah, it's like the commitment of picking a color. Which that's why <laughs> hire a designer, have consultations, but I, I also, guess that the reseller, the resale excuse is getting really tired though. And just like enjoy your own fucking house. Like why you are paid you, a fuck ton of money for that house? Why are I don't you, care where making you are. it for this person you don't even know? Like that's so crazy. You'll never see them after you'll never think of that person who bought the house if you move out again. But you're like, living a, in their house. Like yeah. you're literally living in the next person's house. Oh my god, house. it sounds so insane. Doesn't it? It, it sounds insane. Like it, you you're not in an apartment. You paid and you are paying every month unless you're buying it all cash. Like you are paying money every month to do whatever the heck you want in your own and damn it's house. It's not like altruistic. You're not like paying it forward in the Starbucks line. You're just no. n- not enjoying your own home for the sake of like a maybe. I- and paint is so cheap. That's the part. It's like, it's not wait. even just paint. Like, people that like are a colorful sofa or a colorful like getting anything. tile that's not white you know like we've had the white kitchen debate but okay and if you like white kitchens that's okay this is really just well I mean this isn't their podcast this is our podcast, our podcast. so <laughs> but, yeah and my my point is if you love something you should have it if you can I agree so, I agree Color like okay, I get it. White subway tile in a shower is legitimately cheaper than a lot of other colorful options. Like that's just how it works. Like neutrals tend to be cheaper. But like, oh my god, I'm yeah, I am stuck on that idea of why are we thinking about people who aren't here? Like, why are we why are we even giving these people who you don't know, you don't care about, you will never interact with again? all of this space in your life like they're not important yeah and this is also something we all need to be educating our clients on of how to like take I mean bravery is so weird but calculated risk calculated risk if it's what they want and if it's well designed it's going to find the right home owner later I mean, our condo was a totally different style when Sean and I sold it. It was like, it was so well done. And that was that I wasn't even working as a designer yet. It was just like me using my own, like I was in design school still when we sold it. And it was like, just making good choices made Mm -hmm. a difference and people wanting it and having more offers than other homes. And I know the world, the world is crazy right now. People will offer anything on any house that's available, but our last house sold the first day because it was just a cohesive concept. Yeah. So Um, I want clients to do that. Clients should do the same thing. Do what you want, live the way you want, especially paint though. Like if anything, if anything, it's, can I be honest? This might, I, this is like the just stop I didn't plan for. Mm. Can we just stop buying giant fucking sectionals? Mm. Like when they don't, especially for the same people who it's generally, there's an overlap of the same people who are so worried about, oh my God, but resell are, are the ones who are like, I want this giant 10 by 10 sectional that it's like, you should be worried about that when you move. Is it going to even fit the house you moved to? And you're so like, I must oh, I have see. this giant sectional. And it's like, 
in the same vein of you being worried about resell, you're also not thinking about what your next move is when you get somewhere else. Like, and you're the one who's demanding, if I could tell you how many times I've had to talk people out of the giant sectional that pretty much eats a whole room alive. Like, right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Can we just stop buying the giant sectionals? People love a sectional. And I I, love a sectional. But your sectional comes apart at your own home, which is great because it does have adaptability. But most of them are just these behemoths that you better be sure you're locking down because they rarely fit multiple other spaces or it's the wrong, the wrong side. Yeah, it's like faces the wrong direction or so whatever. So like really what like, they could do is just buy a regular sofas that fit the space and then take that extra $5,000 they would have wasted and put it on the walls and hire someone damn. to repaint it if they want to. Bob's your uncle. Like, <laughs> Just stop. Okay. So yeah, let's just, and have we learned anything the past two years? Like, let's just make our homes hours because you may think you're on a five-year plan and you may be on a 20 the universe has a lot of other ideas for you in store just you wait it makes me (laughs) so sad when people renovate a bathroom for resale and then they just like lived in a shit bathroom for 10 years it's a boring but white box and then they redesigned it to sell their house like do it now do it for you namaste (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> namaste <laughs> usa um <laughs> so silly um well in that namaste energy mm. i'm i think a lot of people need a little bit more namaste in their lives because i'm i've kind of alluded to a little bit of this when we started our conversations about hiring and i just have to share with the hotties how aghast I have been about the work experiences and the environments that designers are working in like it's so toxic out there and I'm and I know it's we know that this is not um it's not just the people I happen to interview it's like we hear this from hotties who message us we hear this in our dms we We've watched it on TV, like a la like Jeff Lewis in the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that this sort of like toxic, over-dramatized, diva. yelling at people, diva behaviors, um, making people work overtime without, you know, really like, hey, can you stay? Like, do you have obligations to your family? Do you have a life? Like, these are weird considerations. And I feel like there is a thread in the design industry of just like really being really awful to people you work with and treating work conditions for low pay like and treating vendors that way too like designers acting like a prima donna and treating contractors poorly yelling at vendors like angry is the default like being mad at people being rude to people is the default you think that's an industry thing is it i i, I wonder I if do. it's like I a do. little bit of the cre- creative license because of the idea that the person at the head of the company presumably is 
somewhat of a creative genius that nobody else can replicate. (laughs) Sort of of like how fashion would be. Exactly. Like a fashion magazine in the 90s, like the Miranda Priestleys of it. Like, I think it probably is driven by that, but it's so wrong to me that people think it's okay to treat other people that way. And the, the candidates like I'm interviewing who like, thank you for, thank you for offering fair pay. Like, oh my fucking God. Like, I know that every, I know people are being underpaid for the work that they're doing because we're constantly talking about how we need to be paid fairly for what we do. And we're like the lead creative. And I know there are people who are like getting hired from their unpaid internship and being offered minimum wage, even though they have like design experience and and or schooling and it's like you don't finish design school and start at minimum wage for a design firm that's disrespectful like that's not appropriate I think there's an air of you should be you feel lucky to be here oh yes and the name recognition or whatever publishing do you know how many people would want to work here like right I don't don't I don't care I don't, I don't know. No. I just think it's like, there's no. Well, you're also creating like little monsters. Like either you're going to do the same thing. Either you're abusing people or you're per- perpetuating a culture that is just going to keep making it worse. And I think as like a primarily female run industry, it's not a good look. Like we, we have to do a better than like the corporate boys did, you know, like, come on. Yeah. Like let's not perpetuate the system that we already know doesn't work. Like, why are we modeling? Why are we modeling ourselves after, after something that, that isn't the best? Why shouldn't we create something new where it is possible to be in a very demanding industry? Like it is, and there is a lot of emotion, but it's possible to work in a stressful, demanding, and emotional industry and not let that be the tone of the way that we run our businesses. Like a therapist works in arguably a very similar environment with people. They find ways to cope and maintain their lives around it in theory. Like they're not out becoming psychopaths because they're listening to people's problems all day. Yeah, or like beating people down till they have no self-confidence and don't even want to work in the industry anymore. Right. Like the people want to quit because they get treated so terribly or like contractors don't want to work with certain designers anymore because they're the way they treat people is a mess or they're rude or they are constantly asking them to take less pay for their work all in the guise of I'm standing up for my client. And it's like, there's a fine line And a lot of them have definitely crossed it. Yeah. I mean, we've heard this from a lot of people in a lot of areas and regions. (laughs) It's it's despicable. Like people who from the outside look like they're successful and it's all just like this created illusion where it's like, it's not based in truth. Like you've literally created another version of yourself. And then the reality keeps coming through the cracks of the way you treat the people that work for you, the way you treat your vendors, the way that you've like achieved your success is literally by crushing everyone underneath you. And what do you think like, clients see from that? Like, what I'm the sure they awareness? see it too. They they have to see it too. But then they have like, what, 
what most of those clients, what would be surprising to me is how many of them come back to environments like that? How many of them keep coming back to those designers? I would really wonder if there's a correlation between running a firm like that and then how many of your clients see like, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I think there are a level of clients that would want that name attached to their home as well. Oh yeah. They'd be like, oh yeah, I want, I want to say that this person designed my house. Because I'm sure the clients aren't getting abused by the principals that are acting that way, but the juju has to be in the soup somewhere. Like you're getting bad energy into your home. (laughs) I'm just so like, I'm so grossed out by this idea of like, I'm not easy to work for. And even my employees will say that, you know, I'm a bitch or I'm really, I'm, I'm really focused on the details. It's like, excuse me, being focused on the details doesn't mean you have to be mean to people. It's actually not being focused on the details because you're not realizing the people that you're squishing beneath your. Yeah. Like the deep, if it's say, if we're talking about like the way the crown molding was supposed to be designed, why do we have time and energy if we're so focused on that detail to crush people on our way to that? Like, no, you're actually focusing on hurting people, not the details here. Like the work is what's important. We could just, how about we end up being neutral with our employees instead of yelling at them over something or, or demanding that they have to stay until it's fixed or, you know, that's just, I'm not here for that. It has to stop. It has to just stop. Like, well, I think, I mean, I think the more people realize that they don't have to put up with that, the better. And your life will be better when you don't deal with it. Even if you haven't convinced yourself that you don't have to deal with it. If you remove it from your life, you'll realize like, oh, wait, my life can still be better without it. Like, Right. How many th- rewards can you get that make it worth it to be treated like trash? Because I think we're hopefully reaching a stage where people know they don't have to put up with shit. Like the Me Too movement. Okay, we don't need to put everyone on blast, I guess, mm-hmm. and cancel bad behavior. I don't know. That's a whole different debate. But you don't have to put up with it, first of all. We, yeah, we just... They're like, I don't know, no job, no job is worth sacrificing your quality of life is maybe what the last couple years have taught me is like, no. and the weird common thread with a lot of those situations are you're being poorly treated and poorly paid. Oh yeah. No time off. Like <laughs> just doesn't. Like what up. is what are you getting? Like that's the thing. It's like and what you're not exactly to are use you anything getting? in your portfolio? And you can't. Oh, use that's a- yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, well, I'm never going to give you a good reference, and you're just like, what the hell? Like, but it's already in their hiring contract that you can't use their your stuff in your portfolio. They own the photos or whatever. Right, they own it. Like you could say, I worked there and I worked on X Y Z projects while I was there, but you can't say they're yours. You can't share the photos. You can't do it. It's like there's no. Upside. I don't know. It's just so. It's just seems so small of those people like and it and honestly, it comes from people who project really big. But to me, it's just a sign of truly how small they are. Like. It's maybe like because of they feel that way internally, they have to project really like big, loud, angry dog like they've got to like bark really big, but they feel 
there's something I'm not trying to Oprah them right now, but like there's something happening inside. There's something missing inside. Well, they're little black hearts. Yeah. If they want to Grinch and have your heart Mm -hmm. grow (laughs) 10 times inside. You got to give. Yeah. God, that can't be good for you to absorb all of that anger. And Uh, no, there's also like clear. Like we know medically speaking, right? Yeah. Yeah, Like we know that that's not going to be good for you. Like, oh, surprise. That designer has ulcers. Like, duh. Like, I don't know. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop that. We got to treat yeah. treat people nice and like stop this atmosphere in our industry where mistreating people is like what has to be done to get anywhere. Like it, you you literally don't. That's not how it has to be. But let's please <laughs> just stop the revolution. <laughs> the <laughs> uprising. <laughs> The the um, incursion. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> we could keep going. Okay. Well, I'm sure we will. There's always more. Uh, well, let's just stop. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram. So don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Solid. Solid as a rock. (laughs) 